listening to the Fantasy Shed On Air podcast. Everything you need to win your league. And now, your host, Rich Piazza. What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to our Week 5 preview here on Fantasy Shed On Air. I am Rich Piazza. You can find me at FantasyShed.com, on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com, and at Rich P Fantasy. That's where you can find my rankings as well as on fantasypros.com. So we're getting into week five here, and we have some schedule changes that you need to be aware of, and that is the Titans versus the Bills game. That has been moved from Sunday to Tuesday night at 7 p.m. So we have Tuesday night football this week for week five. Now that is assuming that game gets played uh, right now, we are on the right track, but with the Titans, who the hell knows? The Patriots and the Broncos, that game has been moved from Sunday to Monday night at 5 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Eastern. So you on the West Coast have a 2 o'clock in the afternoon Monday night football game that you have to get home for. So 5 o'clock Eastern is the Patriots first, the Broncos. The Bills. Again, assuming that this game gets played with Tennessee, as I mentioned, will be on Tuesday. Now, their week six matchup was supposed to be Thursday night against the Chiefs, a game that we probably would have actually really been looking forward to on Thursday night. But that has now been moved to next Sunday. So that Thursday night game has been moved to next Sunday. And I, as of now, I don't think they have scheduled another. I don't think so. So I don't think, I don't think we have a Thursday night football game this week. We do have a Tuesday night, but I don't think we have a Thursday night football game this week, unless I missed something somewhere along the line. So just some schedule changes. And I do know that most platforms have already updated their um, leagues that the Tuesday night game will be part of week Five And I do believe that waivers will run as usual. So that means at the completion of that game, make sure you get any waiver claims in that maybe took place in that game uh, prior before waivers run on Wednesday. So that is the schedule changes that we have right now. Let's look at some injuries heading into this week. On the Falcons side, you have Julio Jones, who is questionable. And if you have, if you're rostering Julio Jones, it would be very difficult for me to play him. He played last week, reaggravated his hamstring, and really uh, hurt those that are rostering him. So I would be a little cautious with him. I would have another plan in place if you have Julio Jones. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Marquise Brown is listed as questionable. He is expected to play as of right now. Mark Andrews, the same thing. He's listed as questionable with a thigh. He is expected to play. Lamar Jackson missed a couple of days of practice, one with a knee injury and one with a sickness, but he too is expected to play. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, um, Zach Moss. He's listed as questionable with that toe injury, but he should be ready to go for Tuesday night. John Brown, uh, he's also questionable with a calf injury as well. Uh, Just scrolling down the list here, 
Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross, uh, he's considered doubtful. He was actually a, a, an inactive, a healthy inactive scratch just a couple weeks ago, so uh, don't expect to have him. Joe Mixon, also questionable with a shin, expected to play. Over for the Cleveland Browns, we already know about uh, Nick Chubb, and that was a devastating injury, so he will be out over on the Dallas Cowboys. Not so much fantasy-related, but something to keep in mind for those who have Elliott and Dak. Um, Tyron Smith, the offensive tackle, is going to be out. He's going to be on injury reserve and most likely miss the rest of the season. Um, Noah Font is out for this week for the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke is questionable, and K.J. Hamler is out. On the Detroit Lions side, nothing to really worry about there. Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams is questionable again. So monitor that situation. They, I'm sorry, they're on a bye this week anyway. So the, the Packers are on a bye, so you don't have to worry about that. He should be ready to go when they come back in week six. Uh, Houston, nothing there to worry about. For the Vegas Raiders, Henry Ruggs is questionable with that knee and hamstring injury. Brian Edwards is already out for this week. Uh, the Chargers, Tyrod Teller is out. Mike Williams is questionable. Over on the Rams side, they are getting back Cam Akers. So that's going to be interesting to see how that backfield unfolds over there. New England Patriots list Julian Edelman as questionable, but they always list their plays as questionable, so no surprise. Saints, Jared Cook listed as questionable with a groin. He's expected to play, though, Monday night. Michael Thomas is the one that we are really keeping an eye on because he's listed as questionable there is a chance he plays, but they have a bye week next week. So it would probably be in their best interest if they hold him out this week. But that is a uh, Monday night game against the Chargers. So you need to have a backup plan in place for Michael Thomas as well. Over on the Jets side, well, I don't know if it really matters, but uh, Hogan is questionable. Brashad Perriman is out. Sam Darnold is out. Not that you were playing any of those guys. Le'Veon Bell though I'll get to in a little bit. He is back, and he is playing. For the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Deshaun Jackson is questionable. Alshon Jeffrey is out again. Over for the San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel still listed as questionable. This is uh, an illness. Uh, It was not COVID-related, but he's listed as questionable for the Niners and Raheem Mostert also listens as questionable. He is expected to play, although he could. It will be a game time decision as of right now for Raheem uh, Mostert. Carlos Hyde for Seattle is questionable, as is AJ Brown for Tennessee for the Tuesday night game, and that wraps up our Week Five injury report. On top of all the other players that we already know about. So before we get into our week five previews, I have to tell you about Thrive Fantasy, guys. Have you heard of Thrive Fantasy? It is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in each sport. For the NFL, you're going to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. That's if you're playing contests, okay? But they also have over-under props as well. And I will get to some of my favorites later on in the show. So keep an eye on that. They also have NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. But you have to use promo code SHED. 
S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That is promo code SHED, S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive that instant $20 bonus on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. So sign up and prop up today. And like I said, stick around for my top Thrive props for later in the show. Week 5 previews. And I'm not going to go through the complete slate of games. Everybody's got things to do. Time is very valuable. And I'm not going to mention the top guys at each position either. Those guys you need to get in your lineup, and you know that. So, start of the week for quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater versus Atlanta. He's starting to use his legs again, which is great to see as he came back. And coming back from that gruesome injury just a few years ago, Atlanta, the second-worst defense against the pass in terms of yards per game. And they have also given up the most touchdown passes in the league with 13. So Teddy Bridgewater is my quarterback start of the week against Atlanta. Other quarterbacks I like this week is Deshaun Watson against the Jaguars. It has been a disappointing season to this point. We all know that. But I like this matchup. I think he gets back on track. It's the first game without Bill O'Brien. So I like Deshaun Watson in this. Let's give him another chance. I know those who Drafted him, drafted him higher than other quarterbacks that are significantly outperforming him. But if you have him and you don't have somebody else like a Josh Allen or something like that, then go ahead and fire him back up in this one. Gardner Minshew in that same game could see a lot of offense as well. This has a Vegas over under of 54.5. So I do expect a lot of offense in this. So Gardner Minshew is another one to go ahead and get in your lineup. Justin Herbert, I'm a little skeptical about this one. It's against the Saints. It's Monday night. Not the best matchup, but I do think he's going to have to throw a lot to keep pace with the Saints in this game. Another game that has a 50 over under as well. This would be, and you probably can't wait. I understand that. But um, if you're deciding maybe between Justin Herbert and Ryan Tannehill, who now has the Tuesday night game, I would go with Justin Herbert, and I would definitely go with Justin Herbert if Michael Thomas is playing. Because if Michael Thomas is playing, then the Saints could be scoring more points, which would mean more opportunities for Herbert as well. So he's a sneaky player like versus the Saints. Again, not the best matchup in this one, though, but I think he'll have to keep pace. Some quarterbacks I'm not a fan of. Well, Baker Mayfield versus the league-leading Colts. Not a fan of that matchup for him. Derek Carr versus the Chiefs. And this is despite the 55 over-under that's on for this game. I do not think he puts up great numbers in this one. And I think that high point total is going to be mainly Kansas City. Now, they could be run on, which is good for Josh Jacobs. But they have done a nice job against the pass over there in Kansas City. So, I'm not expecting a lot from Derek Carr in this one. I know he's on a lot of sleeper lists. He's not going to be on mine this week, although I do like in this one uh, Darren Waller, his tight end. He's one of my favorite tight end plays, especially on some DFS uh, lineups as well. But I don't like him in this matchup against the Chiefs. And Daniel Jones 
Daniel Jones, not somebody I'm a fan of this week. And I know that Dallas has been terrible against the pass. But Daniel Jones has been equally terrible passing the ball. So I don't like him. And you could make the argument that they might have to throw a lot to catch back up in this game. That's possible. But could we see a mid-game benching for Daniel Jones? I'm not... I, I doubt it. I don't think you could. I don't think we will. But this is the NFL and you never know. All right. So Daniel Jones is risky despite um, having to play catch up in this one. I do like a couple of his receivers, though, because I mentioned them in a little while and what Dallas does on defense. But I'm not going to be using Daniel Jones anywhere just for that fact that there is a chance, a chance that he does not finish the game, whether it's because it's a blowout or whether because maybe he's just going to get it, uh, benched for the rest of that game. There's that chance. And because of that, I'm not going to risk using him in any uh, redraft leagues or any of my uh, DFS plays. So that's my quarterbacks plays of the week and plays I do not like. Let's go on to the running back start of the week. We went with Kenny Drake last week. It did not work out. Do we dare go back there this week against the putrid Jets? You could, but I'm going in a different direction. Just not too far in a different direction because I'm staying with the Arizona Cardinals and I'm going with Chase Edmonds, the other Arizona running back. Now hear me out. This is not a must-play type of thing. This is a, if you have him, try to find a way to get him in your flex type of play. Not saying he's a must play. Again, not a must play. A play that if you have him, try to find a way to get him in your flex. That's how I'm looking at this. And for similar reasons to, I guess you can say Daniel Jones, but Kenyon Drake has been a disappointment for not just us, not just us in fantasy land, but he's also a disappointment for the Arizona Cardinals. And... He has been ineffective. So does he get benched? Or do we see just more of a role for Chase Edmonds? Remember, they've said that Edmonds is a starting running back in this league. So will he be given that chance going forward? Does it start where maybe he's not starting this week, but does it start this week against the Jets? Where if through one quarter or one half of football, Drake is not getting it done. And if you don't get it done against the Jets... Well, Drake owners, you have a problem. It's that simple. I loved him last week because it was the Carolina Panthers. And that was a cake matchup as well. And he did not get it done there. So if you can't get it done against the Panthers and then the Jets, you're not going to get it done. So if for some reason, Chase Edmonds, and and this is why I had him listed as our top waiver wire pickup this week, ahead of... Of the Everest Johnson and Justin Jackson. Because if Edmonds is or was available, is available in your league, maybe the rest of your league mates are sleeping. Go and get him now. Add him to your roster now. Maybe even look around to see who already rosters him. Try to make a trade for Edmonds now. Because there's a good chance that come this time on Sunday, Sunday night, you're not going to be able to get him, at least not for the price. You might be able to get him now. So Chase Edmonds, 
I believe, is going to get more involved this week and in the future. All right, enough on that. Now, remember, I'm not I'm not giving out players, you know, the obvious. I'm not going to be telling you guys that should be in your lineup on a weekly basis. All right. I'm trying to give you guys that you're contemplating getting in your lineup or not. And I've seen some start sits and I've seen I've seen people mention Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis is in your lineup. Mike Davis is an RB1 while McCaffrey is out. I'm not going to tell you to play Mike Davis. If you have Mike Davis, you're playing Mike Davis. I think his play has already shown that. Same thing. James Robinson is a weekly starter. He shouldn't be on your start-sit columns. Antonio Gibson is an RB2 slash flex every week. He doesn't have to be on your start-sit columns. I'm just saying. All right, I got that off my chest. Other running backs I like. Le'Veon Bell. Back from injury. Joe Flacco at quarterback. Loves the checkdowns. And he is going to be the offense. If there was ever going to be any situation where you're going to play Jets for fantasy, it's either Bell and or Crowder. And that is it. So Bell, he's going to get the opportunity. I like Joe Flacco in there for him. I think that's a uh, better situation for Bell, especially in PPR leagues that Joe Flacco is at quarterback. So if you've been waiting on him, and you now activated him off your IR spot, go ahead and get him in your lineup. Devin Singletary at Tennessee. Again, Tuesday night. Devonta Freeman at Dallas. Should be involved a lot in the passing game as well. And he's starting to get more and more of the playing time with each week. So Freeman against Dallas. I like him this week. Jarek McKinnon versus Miami. Look, he's in your lineup going forward until proven otherwise, and that even includes if Mostert is back. Uh, San Francisco is going to use a multiple back backfield, and it's going to be McKinnon and Mostert. That is going to be the two that they're going to use. Tevin Coleman's injury may have relegated him to that number three role because McKinnon has looked fantastic. And we know what uh, Mostert can do with, with just a small... A uh, small opportunity of carries. So um, with or without uh, most certain the lineup, I think McKinnon needs to be in yours. And what are we going to do with our new toys, our new high-priced fab acquisitions? Dearness Johnson, Justin Jackson, that's who I'm talking about. You may need to get them in your lineups, but we honestly have no idea how either of them are going to be used yet. Um, I'd be a little hesitant if I had to pick one for this week, it would be Justin Jackson, only because there is just more, there's more evidence surrounding him that he's going to be used more heavily in the offense than maybe Dearness Johnson will be, because they do have, and I'm talking about they, the Browns, they have Kareem Hunt. They have somebody that is and can be a three down back. He can be a workhorse. He's been there before. He's done it before. So they might not want to go in that direction. They might want to use multiple backs. And that's where Dearness Johnson comes in. But on the Charger side, we know that they want to use multiple backs. We know that. And we know that they want to use Justin Jackson um, in the passing game in a similar way that they use Eckler. He's not going to be Eckler. He's not going to give you the production of Austin Eckler but he could be used in a similar fashion. So if I had to pick one for this week, for this week, it would be Justin Jackson. Uh, we have to see, though, how how they are used. And the matchup is also better, okay, for Justin Jackson than it is for uh, Dearness Johnson. So 
just keep in mind on that. But I know you probably spent a lot of your fab where you use the top waiver wire claim to get one of these guys, and uh, or in some cases, like in one of my leagues, uh, both of them. And um, you might want to find a way to get them in your lineup. So if you have to, then go ahead and use them. Running backs I don't like this week, and it's really difficult to say this, okay? I can't really tell you to sit someone when the depth of the position has really just taken a beating. Um, so I'm only going to go with one. In fact, it's three, and that's the Rams' backfield. Cam Akers is back, um, and we thought last week what a miss. What a miss this was, not just for us, around the industry on Daryl Hennison. I mean, I was so sure of his usage that I had him in the majority of my DFS games. I propped him up everywhere with his over on his rushing yards. And those probably used him in their in their regular lineups. And it was just a mess. It was a Malcolm Brown show all over again. Even though Henderson had a good, really good two straight weeks prior to that. So now that Akers is back, we have to see. Now my gut feeling, and I'm not saying it's going to happen now. But I believe that the Rams really want Akers to be their guy. I do. They used a second-round pick on him. Their first pick in the entire draft that they had. So I think that Akers eventually, and it's a matter of just being patient, I think Akers emerges, but he has to stay on the field, and he has to hold on to the ball. So for this week, I'm not using any of them. Wide receivers. DJ Moore. Ugh. I was wrong about the situation when I asked about it on another podcast after week one, where I said that, no, Robbie Anderson is not the number one in Carolina. It's still DJ Moore. And week after week after week, it's been Robbie Anderson. But I'm going back to the well. I think this is the week that Moore outperforms Anderson. Again, I mentioned Bridgewater as my top quarterback play of the week against Atlanta. I think Moore... Starts to put up the numbers, starting with this week here, week five. He starts to put up the numbers that those that drafted him in the third round, maybe second round, were expecting. So DJ Moore, in your lineup, I know you might be faced with or you're trying or you say, I can't keep going to DJ Moore. I can't. Do it. Stick with him this week. Will Fuller. Chances are he's going to be on this list for me as long as he's healthy. And I love the matchup against the Jags. They're missing uh, DJ Hayden and CJ Henderson in this one. So if I mentioned again, if I mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson as a quarterback I like this week, I also like his receiver, his number one receiver in Will Fuller. Justin Jefferson. What do we do about the rookie wide receiver? He's topped 100 yards in back-to-back games. We spent a lot of fab on him to acquire him. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. You get him in your lineups. In fact, he's a weekly starter until proven otherwise as well. But in this week, against Seattle, he's a must. Get him in, as well as Adam Thielen is going to be a top three wide receiver this week. No, I'm not saying they both are. I'm saying Thielen will be a top three receiver this week. But Justin Jefferson, we could have similar production where we have with Metcalf and Lockett, where they're both top 10 uh, wide receivers in, in one week. It could be this week for both Jefferson and Thielen. Darius Slayton, and to a lesser degree, Golden Tate. I like them. Dallas Cowboys. Remember I mentioned the Seahawks earlier about about giving up the most passing touchdowns? Well, right behind them are the Cowboys with 12. And you say, well, Rich, 
You're saying to start Slayton. You like Slayton. You like Tate. You like Freeman. But you're saying not to start Daniel Jones. Yeah. And remember what I said about Daniel Jones. I don't want to start him for the risk that he's not finishing the game. If you told me for certainty, for certainty, and this is the NFL, nothing's for certain. But if you told me that he's playing all four quarters, regardless of his plays, regardless if he has three interceptions in the first quarter, if you told me that, I'd say, yeah, start Daniel Jones because he's going to have to play catcher. But I don't know that for sure. And that's why I'm having the receivers on the list as well as his running back on the list, but not him. Jamison Crowder, I mentioned him when I talked about Le'Veon Bell. Someone needs to catch the ball for Joe Flacco. It's going to be Bell and it's going to be Crowder. That's it. So uh, PPR leads especially. I love Crowder in that format. Debo Samuel, he is listed as questionable, but he's getting more and more involved every week he's back. And I really like the pairing with him and Ayuk in that offense. That's going to be really, really fun to watch. So uh, Debo Samuel, if you have him, you can get him in your lineup this week. And a sleeper pick, Zach Pascal over for Indianapolis. Hilton is done. Done. Pascal is going to be the number one targeted Colts receiver moving forward. That's right. So get Pascal if you need him. Add him in your flex. If he's available, go pick him up. I'm not saying he's going to be a top fantasy wide receiver because Hilton is not. I'm saying he's going to be the most targeted Colts receiver in this offense. And whether or not that's good or bad based on Phillip Rivers, I guess that remains to be seen. But he's definitely worth a speculative speculative ed as well. Tight ends. <laughs> Last week, I recommended Robert Tanyan, but only if you were desperate. Well, I really hope... You were the one that was desperate because he came back 90 plus yards, the three touchdowns. So maybe it's just if you're desperate, you know, maybe I got to recommend a tight end to have an, have on your roster or in your lineup. If you're desperate every week, maybe this will happen, but I don't have that for this week. So I do like Dalton Schultz against the Giants. Um, and if you have any Cowboys offensive player, they need to be in your lineup every week. Okay, that's Schultz, Cooper, obviously Elliott, Lamb. If you have those guys, you got to get them in. Eric Ebron versus the Eagles. Look, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, George Kittle, they all scored against the Eagles. So I really like Eric Ebron. He's also one of my favorite GP, GPP plays this week at tight end. So... If you went, if he's available and you need the help at tight end because the position is just god awful, then go ahead, take a shot with Eric Ebron. All right. I am not going to be giving away any DFS plays this week because I have been ice cold on that front the past couple of weeks. But I will give some Thrive Fantasy props, an area where I have been burning hot lately on Thrive. So here they are my Thrive props. DJ Moore, I mentioned him before. 66.5 total receiving yards. I'm going on the over. Which, by the way, you're going to hear me say over, over, over. For some reason, I'm just attracted to the plays where I think they're going to go over. Really, the only time I'm playing unders, for some reason, this is just me, is, is with the quarterbacks and the passing yards. Okay, depending on that number. But most of my props are all overs, and it's been working out quite well. 
DJ Chark. So how about getting the DJs in there? 56.5 receiving yards. Over. Devonta Freeman. 19.5 receiving yards. Over. And Antonio Gibson. 2.5 receptions. Over. Now, here's the thing with that. Check to see if that prop is still available. I saw that Friday afternoon and I locked it in all my prop lineups. On Saturday afternoon, it was gone. Not off mine, but on the slate. So check check Sunday morning to see if they put that back up. And if they did, lock that in. Antonio Gibson, 2.5 receptions. So those are my top four props for this week on Thrive. Be sure to head over there. Check them out. Use my promo code SHED, S-H-E-D. You'll get that instant bonus. That's going to do it. Go set your lineups, get your props in, and enjoy three straight days of week number five. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed On Air. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com for information on upcoming episodes as we help guide you to a fantasy football championship. <laughs>